February is the first show of February. No, last week was February, right? Uh, yeah, so it's Groundhog Day. It's nine minus second. seven is two. Yes. Yeah, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Second show in February. The month's going to be over before you know it, Squeeze. Oh, I know. It's just crazy how fast the time flies. Mm-hmm. Where does it go? And how? Uh, next week, to celebrate Valen- Valentine's Day, and I say that. Um, what the what show am I quoting? Uh, Thirty Rock, Thirty Rock. Happy Valentine's! Remember when Jack gets drunk, his divorce with what's her name is finalized. He goes out uh, and he crashes uh, Tracy yes. Jordan's hotel. Weird sex with his wife. Mm-hmm. I'm dressed as a ninja, Jack Donaghy. It's my Tracy Morgan. Good Tracy, dressed as a ninja. I'll come in and just watch. <laughs> it's my Jack. What was I meaning to do? I was meaning to do this. Irish crickets to start the show. Ah, that's always a good sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. the big game. And uh, I will. I will match you with my slurping coffee. Ready? Oh, coffee. Are you being healthy? You fuck. No. No, you better have I'll, some alcohol down there. I will now sip my beer. Okay. See, it's two different sounds. Uh, Both obnoxious. Nothing like watching the big game with a couple ice cold brew dogs, huh? Ah, the big game. Ah, the big game was. We can't say Super Bowl. Ah, shit. Ice cold brew dogs. Oh, I put it right in the fucking title. Fuck the Super Bowl. Fuck the NFL, those rich fucking cocksuckers. Well, jeez. Oh, yeah. I said it. I said what everyone was thinking. And I'm not apologizing for it either. Until I get the cease and desist and I read it on the air and tell them to wipe my ass with it. <laughs> and then I'll go to jail. Because <laughs> the NFL has a lot of money. Yes. As if they gave a shit about our show. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. Uh, no, I don't no. think they'll care. No. Ice Cold Steve Weisers. E-Rock. I was talking to E-Rock on the group chat. Um, he was he was trying to see if if he's through two episodes of Peacemaker, and he's like, I'm not I'm not I'm not getting it. I don't I don't get the appeal, but you got to stick with it. It's so good. Uh, we both finished the series finale of uh, our season finale. I, I don't know if it's a season or series. Finale. Uh, I'm gonna go with series finale. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. I liked it. Now I think what happened, Squeezer, from what you told me today. You checked mm-hmm. out at a certain point. And yeah. there was a certain point I was ready to check out. And then they're like, oh, no, this could get better. Trust me. Then the next well, – I'm sorry. Spoilers, everybody. If you didn't watch spoilers. it, you know, skip forward. I mean, you, if, trust me. If you're listening to this show long enough, you've already hit that skip button. I don't know. What's 20, 30 seconds at 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you've hit that 40 times how many, already. How many so. times has Squeezer talked about MacGyver? I mean – 
Hey, Luke Ross. Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna have fun Sunday. I'm gonna have fun Sunday. Yes, I'm. I'm working. I was, but now without the symphony, no, oh. um, I'm able to stay home because Enchantress uh, is a Bengals fan, and Eric from Texas said he's going to be in Cincinnati after the Super Bowl. Is he gonna run into Enchantress burning the city down, shouting "Who day?" I said yes. She'll be doing that while she eats her weird, gross chili on spaghetti. Do you know about Cincinnati Chili Squeezer? I, I know of it. it it's Ugh, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Joe Burrow and I have that in common. No. <laughs> She's like, we got to talk about Joe Burrow's tweets. I don't think we could be a fan of him anymore. I'm like, he's a kid. She's like, he said he doesn't like Cincinnati Chili. I'm like, I knew I liked that kid. I guess he said it's gross, and it is gross. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chatters. I love you. It's It's great that you love it, but it's gross. Yeah, and we got some gross stuff around here, but that's... Um, but yeah, uh, Cincinnati chili, uh, yuck, but I am a fan of Joe Burrow. He's a good kid and I'm rooting for him, hoping for Enchantress. And I, it's really self-serving squeezer because every year okay. I'm talking, we're talking football here. I know not everyone's a fan, but every year, um, I like to commiserate on how bad the Vikings are. Mm-hmm. And every year she said, I don't want to hear it. At least your team has won a playoff game in the last 31 years. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, especially now she can't bitch anymore. They made it to the fucking Super Bowl. But when they win, I have soul commiserating rights. <laughs> that's what. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Uh, I will it's the American the, dream, being right, a victim. Right, yes. Being, being a victim. I will be the oh, only yeah. one allowed to commiserate on how bad my team is. And um, it's my, I say my team because, you know, I'm, a, I'm vested... <laughs> What was that? That's my dolphin. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Can we hear that again? No, that was jarring. I'm, I, I, that threw me off. I'm that haunt, that's gonna that may haunt my nightmares. Oh, oh, that's what's gonna haunt your nightmares. Oh, good. Hey. And you won't see it coming. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. All right, I don't want to hear a dolphin fan with the fucking perfect season, Don Shula. I wasn't alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at least they did it in their history. Vikings never have. Oh, well, no one else has had a perfect season. No, no one else has a perfect season, and no one's. Uh, and Vikings have not won a Super Bowl. So yeah, you had, you had that cool dance video. No, the what? You mean the the love boat? With Dante Culpepper? Are you talking about the Icky Shuffle, the Cincinnati Bengals one? Oh, what am I thinking of? The Icky Shuffle or the Super no. Bowl Shuffle with the Chicago Bears? No, there's something else. The Vikings dance? I'm thinking. You thinking I'm thinking. Of, hang on. Let me. You keep talking and I'll stall until you forget about the topic. <laughs> Go ahead. Any. Anywho, I, I project things that aren't. Sorry, true. sorry. Last week, if any of you heard our our second stream for two weeks in a row, now we shut the show down, and then I we talk shit on all of you afterwards. I'm kidding, we don't. Yep. And it, it, it starts a lot. Like after I stop it, it starts a live show again and streams like throughout the night. And last week, apparently, I was tipped off that they heard me watching paging Mister Mara on YouTube. I hate Disney World and don't want to go there, but I like watching this 
you know, bigger guy walk around and eat all the food. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, anywho's, hi friends. That's gotta be really neat. And and then just he goes living vicariously through him. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm just like, Ugh, what the fuck is wrong with you? And you know, it's uh, it's like Schrodinger or something like some weird version of it. Um, yeah, Erock suffering. It's been three years since the Patriots won a fucking Super Bowl. No commiserating, Erock. None. Uh, anyway, um, they he said that uh, yeah, you were watching something about Disney Springs, and I heard you let out a few good belches. I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> but that that was the the least they heard. They heard some some of us talking in the morning, faintly in the background. But I'll make sure that doesn't happen unless you want me to lead the live stream up all night long to hear me ripping some belches and watching stupid stuff on YouTube. Um, did you figure out what you were talking about with the dance video, or did you hope I forgot about? No, it? no, we can move on. I forgot. I I started looking for it and then I forgot. No. There uh, was something out there. We got before we talk about Book of Boba Fett. We got some reviews. Ooh. Uh, we'll start oh, with be good. YouTube ones. Well, some are good. Some some are hurtful. As um, they should be. <laughs> the Rug Brothers. Uh, they ask, I've been listening to you guys forever. I don't know if it's if his name's Rug Brothers or there are two brothers named Rug. You know, I've had this problem before, Squeezer. Yes. Sorry, Ted. Said, I've been listening to you guys forever. But I'm not sure if I've ever heard you guys explain the origin, original, original of Squeeze. I think they meant origin, the origin of Squeezer's name, or did I just forget? I'm sure we talked about it. Uh, yeah. Way back, ugh, 2003. 2003. Squeezer and I, a couple of us kids, were working Music Fest, and uh, we uh, had to go up. And uh, Music Fest is something we we do every year. It's this this weird polka type party band music festival for free, with some you know bands playing it's it's weird it's in bethlehem pennsylvania not where jesus was born um but close to it and uh squeezer was told to hold this light pole and uh, our friend Jimmy, not like a big light pole it's literally like a a, a stick with a, like a little light on it was it. like a metal kind of like a piece like of, a tent post like a or like a, like a piece no it was more like a brace from scaffolding but yes, like, I think that might have been. It might have been what it was because <laughs> the the bottom was very sharp. Yes, you, it it was almost like a back bottom of a gaffy stick. Yes, <laughs> that the little curvy part. Yeah, and um, there was a battery, a, you know, a camera battery, a gold mount on it, and a wire running up to a battery light on the top, a little, little pepper, pepper light that had didn't have some. It looks like a pepper shaker. Yeah, didn't have some taped on diffusion too. Uh, yes, yeah, it kind of melted or, or, into place. Yeah, um, so this was used to light the 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 man on the street talent that was, well, I guess man on the person on the street talent. Yes, and Squeezer was given the light pole, and he was told it's his job to to hold the light pole, and he's got to hold it not too tight, not too loose. You got to squeeze it just right, right? You get. Yeah, he said you have to love it, and you have to caress it, you have to squeeze it. And then our friend and Pete said, you're the squeezer. Literally snapped his fingers, pointed, and goes, you're squeezer. You're squeezer. And, like, I know. It's the most uninteresting, like, mundane, non-creative way to get a nickname. I honestly didn't know your real name for a long time. <laughs> but the fact that, yeah. And, like, and people that work with us Derek? still for this, yeah. for years, for 10 years, a certain person, when they someone calls and asks for Derek... She has no idea and 
hangs up. Yeah. So, no Derek I don't know Derek. who that is. We have another Derek who works with us, whose also nickname was Parm since he started the day he started. Uh, and that's another story for another time. But there's a lot of weird nicknames. Oh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, there's a lot of weird nicknames in our, our building. Uh, it's just it's a weird place to work, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's... Uh, so there, thank you, Rug Brothers, for subscribing to us on YouTube, commenting, and listening to us all these years. Um, not so great day commented. More lunch lady, less RK. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I said, yes, I agree. Less me. It's not like I have feelings. <laughs> But you said there are bad ones. <sighs> God damn. Um, nonetheless, then moving on to Apple Podcasts, we had a nice gentleman uh, write in. I got to pull it up because it just doesn't email me that we got a comment. I have to go look on our page like a plebeian. Ah, God damn. That's so below you. I know. Uh, Rich Has Monsters gave us five stars with the title, My Favorite Podcast and Ad Free. Love this podcast. I've been listening for about four years, and I've enjoyed its weekly discussion on all things rad from the 80s and 90s. The personal memories about retro junk food commercials, Kenner, and KB Toys, are some of my favorite reoccurring topics. The show has no ads and is probably the only podcast I never have to use the skip button with. Lunch lady and little squeezer bit is great. Thanks for the laughs. Oh, geez, thank you for the good comments. <laughs> you didn't happen to send along a bag of chips with that review, did you? I could have used one today. Uh, okay, book of Boba Fett. Today, yeah. squeezer's telling me, nah, didn't do it. Swung and a miss. So I come home, talk to Enchantress, I'm like, it's National Pizza Day. We got Pizza Squeezer for National Pizza Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. We got a calzone because we didn't know it was National Pizza Day. It's like a folded pizza. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. We got Biagio's. Biagio's. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching Book of Boba Fett, and I'm watching it ready to hate it. Ready to hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, first act. Ugh. Some of the dialogue, I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? Michael Scott? Yeah, it, it, it was cringy, wasn't it? It was like threat level midnight from the office. Yeah. Uh, and then like the second act is like, okay, this is this is good. This is better. And the third act's like, yes! Fucking Rancor, baby! Riding that thing through the street, fucking eating shit, being pissed off. Grogu's back and adorable. I could watch Grogu all day long. Um, I I don't know. You you hated it, but the Grogu scenes were everyone knew that was coming. It wasn't, and that's that might have been part of the problem too. Like everyone knew it was coming. Like there was no like. I could watch Pelimoto and her droids. Oh all yeah, day. No, my one long. of my favorite parts of the whole was that the the building montage. Of the yeah, that was great. Of the Naboo starfighter, it was great. People were complaining that it was too long. No, that could have been the whole show. Uh, I, w- I would have been happy with that. No, she was great. Uh, there was just 
I don't know. Once I started picking apart little things, I didn't leave room for error anywhere else. And it just, I. If you could get past the threat level midnight act one with, with, uh, dwigged or, uh, what's his fucking assistant name? Um, something Sam Jackson. I forget what the fuck it is. And Catherine Zeta Jones, uh, do the scarn. Uh, if you get past that chintzy dialogue in the first act, and and the second act builds with Mando finally coming in, like we're not gonna talk stupid anymore. It's this is the way. Oh, when he said this is the way and held his blaster up, <sighs> that was that was that was the way for me, Squeezer. Yeah. And then little Grogu's yeah. there, and he saves him, and he saves him, and. Like it's just it was basically like a seven episode ad for Mandalorian season three. <laughs> yeah, a really long trailer. Uh, I, uh, yeah, for Mandalorian. It, season three. Uh, I mean, fine. I, I hope not. Whatever. Um, I hope there's a little more drama and some stakes to it. Uh, what a Mandalorian! I did. I did. I did not care about out, outside of Mando and Grogu because they've given me two seasons to learn to care about them. I didn't care about a single other character in that entire right because you said they didn't earn it, but the, like no, this, they didn't earn it. This it's not about like they didn't earn it. Like this was the payoff to stuff that happened four episodes ago. Like there, there's no, they didn't move the Boba Fett story forward at all. This could have been the end of episode four, and then we fought, see him be the crime boss and what goes with it. But instead, they shoehorned all that Mandalorian story in there, which I loved. And, yeah, that was great. It was the best and, part of it. And like it set up what we're going to see Mando dealing with in in uh uh season 3, like trying to uh, go to the depths of uh uh their planet and ride the Mandalore and um you know, uh teach Grogu the ways of the Mandalorian and Grogu teach Mando the way of the Force so he could properly wield a goddamn fucking dark saber. Goddamn. Goddamn. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Come out of a fucking no, it, box. It, this you're felt over. Like, it, it felt like the entire series. Come out of an like, X-Wing. You're like, fucking over. <laughs> they didn't have a script. It's like they had just like bullet points. And it's like, okay, we did this, we did this, we did this, we did this. And it was just, everything just moved. Or, or they're like, and, I got, you know how the season's going to end? Two scorpion droids are going to come to destroy the city, and Boba's going to ride the Rancor out and destroy them. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. How do we get there? <laughs> yeah. And, and oh, by the way, those droids, they're going to be really slow where people can outrun them on foot. But then when you're in that, like, droid cart, you have to say, can this thing go any faster? Because all of a sudden it goes really fast. And it's like rounding corners. It's like the actual like blocking and sequence of everything. Just nothing made sense composition wise. Like physically, like like it just took me out of it. The, the my biggest issue was it felt like a stage play where they like set up the camera and had everyone just kind of all right. Everyone get to the center of the stage and all the action can take place. I'm like you none, have this city. None like, of that was I'm shot fan, on. None of that was I'm shot. Fan none of that of the western. None of that was shot on the volume, by the way. Oh, it wasn't. No. Then, then there's no excuse for that to be shot that way. Yeah, I don't know. That was all like, shot on a on a. Set. Like I'm a fan of the western. I want that that tension, that that build up. Like they did it so well in the last episode, and even a little bit here with the Bane standoff. But like there, there's supposed to be that that tension build up of like, uh, 
you know, like like hunkering into the town and like, you know, that that sense of stress. There was no sense of stress. And then like there was no urban combat. Literally the whole their plan was and the, the, verbatim, let's run out there and die is what their plan was. Well, I think that was more Mando mocking the fact that he didn't have a plan. Well, like you have jetpacks. Why did you land in the street and not like you could have flanked on the roofs or do anything like that? Like they they showed no intelligence. Like I thought these were two really smart characters that like could strategically like they're hunters go hunt. Instead, they just kind of ran out there and. Man, I don't know. I, I just felt like there's there was more to it, and it just wasn't there for me. Hmm. I, I think you were looking for more than you were going to get from this show, and I was yeah. I was just happy with what we got. Now, time. Speaking of giving them what they're asking for, time to give the the chat what they're asking for. I've been asked by um, Luke or uh, Ross if uh, we can hear Macho Man talking about this year's Super Bowl. God damn, pal. Uh, macho Man Randy Savage is now property of WCW. Can you talk about this year's Super Bowl, pal? Ooh, yeah, Vince. Yeah, thinking, thinking, thinking. The AFC versus the NFC. You think the cream will always rise to the top. But the Bengals and the Rams are in the Super Bowl, so that must not be true. Yeah. But, <laughs> sorry, Enchantress. But the <laughs> that's kind of mean. I like it. But the fact of the matter is, they're gonna face each other. And when I get down to the Los Angeles SoFi Stadium, you look into my eyes with lust, Hogan, and you will see that the Macho Man and Ms. Liz. Thank God for Sid Justice. Yeah. <laughs> It made sense, right? <laughs> I mean, actually, if it made sense, then it wouldn't be Macho Man. <coughs> Sorry. Ugh. Out of the box media. What? What up? up? What's happening? Oh, speaking of giving people what they want, Uh-oh. did you see the latest news that dropped this afternoon? Nope. We are getting uh, new episodes of Futurama. Mm, did anyone ask for that? <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought you didn't like the new ones. Didn't you say that? They're all right. You said on the show, though, you'd prefer... Wait. Like this show. Did I? Yes. Oh, they got Billy West and Katie Seagal back. I'll watch. Yeah, I'm going to watch, but I don't know. I don't, re- I don't recall needing more future... I mean, I'll take it, but I don't recall... Hmm. Okay, wow. Well, I guess, you know, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, you go fuck yourself, Squeezer. That was that was totally Sorry. out of out of line. I'll go back and like man, like Boba Fett now too. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it was good. Uh, yeah. there's some. Uh, <sighs> is that Lassai? There's some switch news, Squeezer. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Well, all right. I'm sorry. I take it back. No, no, no. You'll, now I feel bad that you feel bad for me. No. You, you'll be able to borrow my Hulu <sighs> account to I'm watch really Futurama. 20 new episodes. 
I'm st- I'm probably not. I'm, I'll watch the first like one or two, and then I won't catch up. Yeah, I didn't. I had no doubt in my mind you wouldn't watch it. Um, I'm not gonna watch. I'll probably no. I'm not watching it. <clears throat> I haven't caught up on all the other new ones that came out with Futurama. It's just like Simpsons. Like I stall. Like King of the Hill. I'm gonna watch because that's like, yeah. That's like um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, almost serial in, in a way. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Switch, Nintendo, is mm-hmm. adding finally 48 courses from older games as paid DLC to a game that's super old, Mario Kart 8. But that's exciting because sometimes those courses get... Uh, oh, I thought you were excited for Mickey Mouse and Disney Speedstorm. I didn't even know what the hell that was. Uh, it's like Disney's ripping off Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, that's like get in line. <laughs> yeah, many people yeah. have done that. Uh, so it's basically Kingdom Hearts with cars. Uh, they're Nintendo's bringing back Wii Sports. Uh, for Switch, Nintendo Switch Sports, all the old ones plus more. Badminton will be there, so that's exciting. Ooh, that's a sport I'll watch. Yes, are you? Are you? That's one of those like summer Olympic sports that I will tune into you just, do not watch badminton i will i will <laughs> i will find the oddest shit to watch because not that i can do that because it actually it's surprisingly but like i want to say like oh i could do that like i watch like moguls i'm like ow no my knees just shatter but like curling i'm like I, you know what with a good little bit of practice and a few beers in me i think i could pull that off hmm i haven't watched I mean, I've seen it on televisions around the office, but I haven't watched any fucking Winter Olympics. I've seen the the fucking nuclear power plant. <laughs> I I watched just for that, yeah. yeah. I, I don't need to see it. Jason points it out to anyone who's walking by. I don't know why, why it bugs. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Ah. You're gonna hurt now. You're just gonna hurt his feelings. I'm hurting. He was really feelings. excited to show you that nuclear plant. I'm really gonna shit on Jake right now too. The last Ooh, few we nights go. we've been playing uh, Vigi games again. I'll say GTA Squeezer. No one's. And listen, we're not gonna play with you. <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there right now. Oh, yeah, it's inappropriate. Yeah, we we play together, and you know, it's our it's our time. Uh, and listen, oh, you don't want to. It's mean. You don't, you don't want to. You don't want to play with us. <laughs> it's wor- It's basically work. Yeah, especially if you like video games, you're not gonna want to play with us. We're not good. We just fuck around and fuck around the whole time. But I'm mad. Jake's probably on there right now with Brad. And by the time we get back on, Jake's gonna be leveled up to me. But he's still gonna look thin on the game. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. I'm sorry for the fat joke, Jake. No, he wasn't. He told me like before the show even started, he couldn't wait to say it. That is true. <laughs> He's such a hurtful person today. I could have made it about you. But you didn't. I didn't. I squeezer, I got big news, by the way. I, I held it. I'm I'm Oh, I'm, let me guess. I got new pants. I'm burying the leash. <laughs> uh, we have a we have a guest next. We're breaking our no guest rule next week. Oh. In an effort to get courted by Spotify and get $100 million, <laughs> we've got Dr. Robert Malone. True fact squeezer. 
before he was the guy inventing mRNA vaccines, he worked for Hasbro designing G.I. Joe toys, and he designed the USS flag. And he's going to come on the show to tell us the truth that it actually never did exist. And you're right, Squeezer. As an anti-flagger, he's right. I mean, he's not an anti-flagger because he likes the USS flag. He designed it. But he does not think the hype and fury. He thinks it's a it's a, a combined psychosis of, of society that we all just saw these ads with all these kids in this giant fucking toy. And, and through mutual psychosis, we believed it existed. But, but our good friend Johnny Knockers says he had it. Yeah, he's a, he's a false flag uh, crisis actor. Oh. Yeah. They hired- also, yeah, you know what? It couldn't be because in real life, if you were to have the flag like sitting next to him, it would have had to have been 20 feet long for it to be even considered that scale because he's a big boy. Hold on. Oh, someone's hell. here. Oh, no. I don't have it in me. Hey, Squeezer. Uh, it's Alex Ross here, everybody. Infowars.com. I just Hi, Alex to, Ross. I just want to tell everybody that... Uh, uh, Dr. Malone is to be listened to. Squeezer is, going on. Squeezer is on the forefront, on the front lines, on the front lines of the Info Wars, letting everyone know that the, the USS flag was not real. False flag operations where little kids who were crisis actors who were hired by the U.S. government for pennies on the dollar sat in front of this uh, uh, designed by Dr. Malone to to promote that uh, the fun that you could have with this gigantic toy. They were never intending on selling it. I was in uh, uh, Houston, Texas, 1974 with my father. The, the harp. The harp machine designed to control our brains and make us think that this Hasbro toy was real. It is not. Squeezer, if you're thinking that you want to break the mold and see an ad that you could look at straight with your freaking own eyes and believe that it's not real, go to Infowars.com. Get the Alpha Beta Max. It's got ground up old plastic toys from the 80s. You sniff that, you're really going to it's it's gonna make you hard in all the right places. Infowars.com. Code word rad for 20% off your order. I got to go, Squeezer. I, I, I got a lot of things, a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak. So excited about next week's show. <laughs> See you guys. Well, Alex is excited. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he came and went. Squeezer. Yeah. I'm sorry to do a voice where I strain my, my vocal cords really bad. I worry about you. That's why I feel like you shouldn't do it. I need you to take not, a, Don't hurt yourself. I need to take a sip of my beer and you need to talk instead of let it be dead air. All right. How's everyone doing today? We're going to talk about uh, Super Bowl ads, ads that run during the Super Bowl. Uh, turns out they're really expensive. And, uh, you know, they cost a lot of money to make, but they cost even more money to, to air because a lot of people watch it. And some people watch it just for the commercials. Yeah. Um, wasn't always the case. And then I think it became kind of too much of a thing, you know. And uh, um, But what are you guys up to? I think this should needs to be a new segment on the show. What? You break down our topic. <laughs> Why I let my vocal cords heal for a minute. Yes, Luke, you're far right. Listen to that far right. I am just woken up to the truth. <laughs> See, are you woke, Alex? I'm not woke. Don't ever say that about me. <laughs> No, I'm just having a conversation with Alex on my own. Don't hurt yourself. We need you. Is Ace Ventura, Joe asks, is Ace Ventura Pet Detective a sports movie? More specific, a football 
or Super Bowl Super Bowl movie. I I would say that if in celebration of Super Bowl Sunday, like leading up to it, it's like Super Bowl Eve. It is very okay to watch Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, you know, to get in the Super Bowl spirit. Yeah. You know, back when the Dolphins were good, Squeezer. Yeah, when I became a fan. What is it, Ace Ventura? What made you become a fan? No, no, Dan Marino. Oh, damn it. And our, our mutual friend Adrian was a Dolphins fan. And he that was the cool true. kid next door. So I want to be like, true. okay, cool. My dad didn't watch football. He didn't care. So. Oh, he didn't watch and football? And I, I didn't want to be an Eagles fan. So My dad didn't watch football either. And... No, my dad was strictly, he loved his racing. That was it. He had no time for My dad football. loved cops. Fo- Bad boys, what you gonna, what you gonna yeah. do? When they come for you? NASCAR and hockey. That's all we watched in our house. Nah, no, he Jeffrey watched no sport. Oh, this is uh, Ryan, uh is this a uh, sport game almost over? Uh, cops comes on at eight. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, it was a, it was a fun time to watch Flyers though too. I never watched yeah. hockey, as you can tell. Yeah, I know. Um, I watched a lot of NBA. I watched a lot of baseball. Phillies. Is that basketball? Yes. Okay. Ba- well, it it was basketball. <laughs> I don't know what it is now. I'm not a fan of it. The current Just game. A- yeah. In the 90s, NBA was fucking... Squeezer, you probably watch NBA in the 90s. Oh, I did. No, back then, but I didn't watch it because it was basketball. I watched it for the spectacle. Oh, I loved I love basketball. I played it outside every day. I I fucking lived for basketball, but I lived for my Minnesota Vikings to lose. <laughs> Break my heart. Gonorrhea. Um. All right, let's start. I think I start this week, right? Uh, sure. There's no rules. We'll just go with it. We're talking, this is our fourth show where we talk about old Super Bowl uh, commercials. And this one's from 1999, Squeezer. You know, it was strange. We did not do one, I think, in 2019. Oh, I'll be damned. This one's from 1999, uh, and it is for MasterCard. Elevator to lobby. (laughs) Bye, George. Contacts, $320. Treadmill, $800. Wonder Bra, $26. Facelift, $3,000. Being happy with who you are, priceless. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's MasterCard. Happily accepted, most everywhere. Ah, this ad probably only cost them production-wise... I don't know, maybe a hundred bucks, but rights wise, probably a couple million. <laughs> yeah, it was a deal made with um, Hanna Barbera to use Hanna Barbera properties. It starts with Mr. Magoo uh, jumping out the emergency exit of a plane, thinking it's the elevator. Contacts are under twenty dollars. Uh, then it shows a fat old Yogi Bear with a straight up picnic basket, picnic basket in his fat tummy. Uh, it's a treadmill, eight hundred dollars, referring that Yogi needs to get on that. Then it shows olive oil with her flat chest saying wonder brawl um i don't even remember what the cost of the wonder brawl was wonder brawl was 26 dollars 
Face. Hold on. Facelift. Wonder Bra. Twenty-six dollars. Twenty-six. Then it showed Droopy Dog, looking. Oh my! For a facelift. Getting it. I can't do Droopy Dog. Three thousand dollars. <laughs> and then it says, "Being happy with who you are," and shows Fred Flintstone doing his Twinkle Toes dance. It says priceless, and then of course Scooby Doo and Shaggy being chased by a monster, and for everything else there's Mastercard, and then ends with Tom and Jerry sharing a stick of dynamite and blowing up and just having their eyes on the black, and you know the Mastercard logo. These were a lot. They had, and uh, five years later they do one with Homer Simpson that was classic too, and that was on my Squeezer shortlist. That was when did we do that one? Oh, we did that one. Yeah. Oh, see, I. I I kept picking ones and then going back and look at your what you sent me. I'm like, I can't do that. We did it. I know. Can't it was, do that. We did it. Yeah, let me uh, rattle. That, that would have been show one. It was the Big Mac horse with with Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, a Spuds McKenzie one, mm-hmm. uh, Independence Day for Independence Day trailer, Cindy Crawford Pepsi ad, the WWF Attitude spot, an LA Gear catapult spot, the Michael J. Fox Pepsi Diet Pepsi ad. The Relax Fit Levi's commercial and Pets.com, and you said you missed one. <laughs> I was on the elliptical when I was doing this, oh. so I was writing things down. And I, you know. The second show is... So I should really stop exercising. The Mosquito Tabasco. I, the second show is one we did in uh, Utica, right? We might have. Yeah. I, it, that would make sense, yeah. It was that time of year. Yeah. Tabacs, tobacco Mosquito, the, the uh, tabas- Tabasco sauce. With the mosquito yes. burning up. And it explodes. Yeah. Hair Jordan, the Miss Piggy Bake Lays commercial, the Star Wars Trilogy Pepsi, your Cheating Heart Pepsi, the Simpsons MasterCard spot, which I just there it alluded was. to, the FedEx missing tape, which I had on this year's shortlist, and I was like, oh, Squeezer did it. And I was like, yeah, I do remember talking about that, because I was like, oh, I, n- I don't remember. And then I saw that. I was yeah, like, we had to work out a shtick to do it, because there was no audios. We just laid out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PS2, PS9 spot. The Bud Light Frogs 95 and the McDLT McDouble contest. The third show, uh, Chevy Chase fired. Bill's Grab Snickers. Uh, it's the, the Grab a Snickers one. Mm. That was the first time that they used that slogan. Oh, that was you. McDLT Pepe Le Pew. Uh, Nissan Pigeons, which is another one, the Top Gun Pigeon spot, which was on my shortlist. I'm like, oh, Squeezer did it. Wavy Lays, Elijah Wood. Reebok Terry Tate, Spuds McKenzie 88, Pepsi Chimp Test, the Cindy Crawford, Pe- Cindy Crawford Pepsi Deprivation, and Bud Lobster Escape. And now add MasterCard 1999 uh, Hanna-Barbera tunes to the list. And let's add Squeezer's next spot to the list. <laughs> Under our voices. This is not good. Oops. Package for the lollipop gills. I'll sign for that. Oh. Ah. Nice place you got here. Welcome you to my 
seas or over the rainbow, FedEx can get it to places other shipping companies can only imagine. Uh, I leave it to FedEx for another uh, fun, family-friendly, cute ad um, that, you know, you know, it takes us back to our childhood in The Wizard of Oz, a nice, innocent ad, and of course, it gets banned eventually. Um, it got banned? Yeah, it's just so... What's that? It got banned? Yeah. yeah. For what? I'll get... Uh, uh, okay, let me jump to that. Uh, FedEx pulls Wizard of Oz, banned FedEx corpus, pulled the Wizard of Oz commercial and that debuted in the Super Bowl after hearing complaints that it might give youngsters the impression that it was okay to, quote, huff inhalants. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because they, you know, FedEx delivered the munchkins a bunch of helium balloons. They, you know, inhale the helium. Their voices go back to normal. And, uh... Oh, speaking of that, I have a piece of tape that (laughs) was sent to me by, um, the lovely lady everyone loves about... Yeah, you... uh, I'll just get... Just roll it. Speaking of inhalants... Uh, Squeezer used to inhale back those little bags of chips that we'd get and give away with school lunches. So here's the story. Every every so often we'd have like a sandwich, you know. You know, at the end of the year, the sandwiches Squeezer ate. Well, we gave those out periodically throughout the year, and uh, you know, the leftovers we put on the tray and let Squeezer, little Squeezer, eat at the end of the year. <laughs> but with but with all those sandwiches, we gave out these little bags of chips. And oh my goodness, did he inhale them. And maybe he learned it. Squeeze it. Did you learn that from the, the commercial? Well, no, Mrs. Lunslady. I learned it from, uh, you know, I just want to eat the chips before anyone else gets them. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> you enjoying yourself? Why am I talking to a tape? Sorry. Oh. Yeah, this is tape squeezer. Just, you know, don't butt in. Anyway, a little squeezer. <laughs> I have a question. Do you hold back on eating hoagies during the year in hopes there'll be more leftovers? Or do you, do you eat them right away? Do, you know, you get your fill now and you get your fill later. Well, lunch lady, uh, I'm hoping that uh, I could eat them now and then have them at the end of the year. But if there's none at the end of the year, I know you always uh, let me go to town and inhale a couple trays of leftover Sloppy Joe meat. Oh, that's true. I could always bring that out for you. You know, and the cheese Danish tray, too. You always like those. All right. Well, I wonder, guys, just, you talked about kids using inhalants, and it just, it, get, it jogged my mind. I just wanted to talk about that. All right. Bye, everyone. Man, that's a good piece of tape. I can't believe she kept that all these years. The, the quality is fantastic. It's almost like you know. You sound like you're like in a it room was just with recorded, me. or it was almost like it just happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And the fact that she like left the beats in to talk to you, like she knew you were going to be listening to this and, and interacting. Smart woman, that that yeah, lady. yeah. Who wants lunch? And 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 talking to future me. Who know? wants lunch, lady? A little squeezer T-shirts. Email me at rcatradius.com and let me know you want one. And I, maybe I'll get them made. Maybe I'll get them made. There's enough. I guess I, if there's I guess enough I one. demand. Uh, RK, uh, I'm not RK. Lunch, no one wants me. Lunch lady and little squeezer t-shirts. All right, continue. You're talking about. Um, no, what were you we saying? Oh, yeah, so they. It was uh, banned for inhalants. They 
pulled it. It was a minute spot. I think they had one that was edited down then for reruns down the road. Um, uh, amongst those who asked the other uh, Harvey Weiss, director of National Inhalant Prevention Council. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm um, a card-carrying member. Yeah, they, they discourage the huffing of inhalants to get high. <laughs> you don't get high, you just get a squeaky voice. Um... Uh, they, uh, although FedEx argues that they consulted with the national health and toxicology officials before making the commercial to ensure them. No bullshit. They did not. Okay. No one thought about that. They lied, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. Um, no one had a problem with the, the FedEx driver murdering a witch, you know, by dropping a FedEx truck on her. Right. Um, or that it breaks continuity because he drops the truck on the witch and kills her and Dorothy's already there. So how did Dorothy get there? Did she not drop the house on the witch? So yeah, I have more issues with the continuity errors of the FedEx Wizard of Oz spot than the actual like, you know, banning because of inhalants. And look, what kid hasn't, you know, if kids don't learn and start practicing huffing helium at a young age, right? What are they gonna? How are they gonna you know how to use a nitrous balloon when they're going to a concert? You know, on sure. Philly Pier, right? Or like going Seriously. to some weird uh, adult video store and buying the little crackers and doing them in the parking lot of Home Depot. Oh, <laughs> uh, I believe your mutual friend Adrian was involved in that one. Oh, I can. Oh boy, yeah. <clears throat> uh, it was. Uh, let me see which one was this? This is two thousand. This is Super Bowl XXXIV. That's thirty four for all you non Romans out there. Um, yeah, it was a big hit. I think it was. Was it number one? Uh, like in the adage, like it it was one of the top ads. Like people absolutely loved it. Um, and I'm sure the hang on, what the hell's name was it? Texas-based National Inhalant Prevention Council. I'm sure their phones were ring. Their phone was ringing off the hook um, of people complaining. Like, who sees that and goes, "Oh, I have this sudden urge to." I don't know. People got too much time on their hands. Back then, they did. Yeah, the Parents Television Council. The parents. Oh, they were the worst council. The goddamn parents, fucking. Fuck. On the brights, all it did, though, it, it, it did them no good. Because then all it did was provoke other people to make more reprehensible TV. Uh, like your Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Like your Vince McMahons. Um, like, like your uh, Mike Judge. Did anything to, like, all right, fine. Watch this. And just provoke them. And then it got free press. So it was free marketing for them, too. Goddamn. But yeah, uh, very fucking, fun ad. Uh, come out of a box. Very, a very Super Bowl ad. A lot of big production value, and again, licensing. You know, Wizard of Oz ain't cheap. Mm-mm. Speaking of uh, licensing and not licensing, did you see a lot of all the ads are up now? You can watch most of the ads. Like it's not a not a surprise anymore. Ads no. are up on the internet now. Like watch the Super Bowl ad now. Well, Pringles put their Super Bowl ad out. And I I tweeted Kevin Smith. I was like, hey, did anyone share this with you? Like, I think they 
Like, I'm not saying they ripped you off, and I'm not saying that they didn't rip you off, but I'm saying someone in that marketing department saw clerics. It's about a guy who gets a Pringles can stuck in his hand and then just goes through life living with a Pringles can on his hand for the rest of his life. <laughs> I'm like, that shit happened in clerics. So. Oh, I, I thought the Pringles can was going to have a sex with a dead guy in the back. and I think, yeah, that would have made for a better t- commercial. Yeah, okay. But if the Pringle man came alive and had sex with a dead guy in the back of a convenience store. Yeah. That would be it'd be, cool. the, they'd be talking about it. It'd be one of those, you know, you, you pay for it once and then let the news sell it for you the rest of the week. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yes, yes, that's... uh. That's that's that, and uh, is it time to move on to my second spot? Uh yes, have at it. Here's a spot from 1996 for the soft drink Pepsi. We this wasn't on any list, and you didn't pick it, correct? I don't know. What is it? Wiley Coyote. Oh no, it was on it was on my <clears throat> short, short list. list. <laughs> Love this commercial. Uh, classic Wiley Coyote uh, Roadrunner stuff. Uh, you see Wiley Coyote trying to catch a Roadrunner who's just a blur of smoke. And um, he's doing everything he can to stop him. Then finally he decides, I'm going to put a Pepsi uh, vending machine out that only sells Pepsi. And I'm going to point all these cannons and guns at it. And when the, when the Roadrunner, who won't be able to resist getting a Pepsi, hits the button, it's going to uh, explode him. And all of a sudden you hear vroom, meep meep and it's it's uh Dion Sanders. And Wiley <laughs> holds up a sign, Dion with question mark, he hits the button below it, gets a Pepsi, opens it, cracks it, signs it, or drinks it, and then Wiley Coyote has him autograph his sign for him, and then he flies away. Wiley Coyote feels good about himself, wants a Pepsi too, hits the top button and it it explodes him into the Pepsi machine. I'm saying explode wrong on purpose. It's funny. Explodes him and <laughs> into the Pepsi machine and pops him out as a can of Pepsi. And it says, there's nothing else like a Pepsi. Uh, classic. I love this commercial as a kid. Dion's wearing his signature shoes. Uh, it's got classic Wiley Coyote, World Runner gags, and it's for Pepsi. And Pepsi was fucking cool as shit. And you know me. I'm a Pepsi fan. I, I'll drink both Coke Zero and Pepsi Max, but, you know, I prefer, you know me. I You always see me drinking the Pepsi Max. Yeah. I'm a Pepsi. I, I I I prefer regular Coke, but if I had to drink like a, the the actual diet, I'd take diet Pepsi. But I do prefer a Coke Zero. 
Yeah, if I had to drink the diets, ugh, I'd try to drink Diet Pepsi, but Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi taste like ass. But Pepsi Max and Coke Zero are fucking good. But Diet Coke just tastes like something completely different. That's yeah, awful. It's awful. Terrible. Oh, yeah. It's good shit, pal. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I was thinking about like the Looney Tunes nuts. It works. Because they're designed for, like, a quick gag. Yeah. You know, they're perfect for it. Right. And you, and it, it's, it, you get that little nostalgia thing without it actually being, like, a nostalgia thing. Because they're timeless. Yes. But it reminds you of your childhood. Yes. And it reminds every kid of their childhood for the end of time. So they'll, they'll constantly, be, eh, constantly be recycling Looney Tunes into these commercials till we're dead. Hopefully. If, it, if we live in a just world. Oh, and uh, I was reading today, Squeezer, one last thing. I just saw in my, my list of things here on my notes. Uh, <laughs> fans of the Star Wars universe are pissed off because the next show that comes out is Obi-Wan. And guess where it's set? Oh, my God. <laughs> Tatooine. Uh just another show that's a, a galaxy far, far away. Everything in the galaxy happens on one tiny little planet in two tiny little cities. <laughs> At this point, Dune takes place on more planets than the extended Star Wars universe. Maybe. Is that what they're calling this? The extended Star Wars universe? I mean, whatever you want to call it. It's star- no, it's not even. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It's Star Wars because it all ties in now, you know? Like uh, you can't look at it as like the the book of Boba Fett or like you know, the Mandalorian. It, it's all one. Like the Mandalorian might have been its own thing until the end when Luke showed up. Now it's like okay, this is all part of one big story. Yes, some better than others. All right, here is your next spot. Hello. Hey who? What's up? None B. Just watching the game, having a bud. What's up with you? Nothing. Watching the game, having a bud. True. True. What's up? Yo, who's that? Yo! You pick up the phone! Hello? What's up? What's up? Yo, where's Dookie? Yo, Dookie! Yo. What's that? What's that? <laughs> Hold on. Hello? <laughs> so what's up, B? Watching the game, having a bud. True. True. This uh, this commercial really captures two timeless things, Squeezer. What's that? Acting like idiots with all your friends and talking yep. on landlines. <laughs> yeah, people are like, what's that? What's that thing coming out of? The, why are they? What's that? Why are they using their so house big? intercom? Why are their hand, headsets handsets for their house intercom? I don't understand it. Yes. Or why? Why are they even? Why are they talking on their phone? Why didn't they just text each other? Oh, that too. Yeah, that's that's yeah. The f- just talking alone <laughs> dates it. Yeah. Um. Man, this thing really started a uh, 
pop culture uh, phenomenon. Like this entered the zeitgeist quickly. Like it mainlined it. Oh yeah. Like you you freebase this thing, and it was it was cute for a while. Um, and you know you did it as a kid because it was funny and dumb. But then, it, it, it like that South Park effect. Then your your parents pick up on it <laughs> and just ruin it. <laughs> I don't think and you exhaust it. I don't think you ever did that. Uh, next time when he's, I really we try that. Can I go we to try my dad. to get him to do it. I go to my dad. Hey, dad, what's up? Man, I don't drink blood. I only cord light. <laughs> stop the rookies, <laughs> cord light. All right, uh, just stop watching the stupid sport ball. I'm watching cop. <laughs> um, he'd always get me. He'd be like. We could watch the end of the game, or we could watch Short Circuit 2. I'm like, Short Circuit 2! Short Circuit 2! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and I mean, even to the point where like, it became like a gimmick for the Dudleys with the that What's Up headbutt. Like, it became a thing. Um, it, it was great. It, 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 it did a great job because... Like it, it, like I said, it entered the zeitgeist, and it has, like, they actually worked into like, uh, just drinking a bud, and then they say, "What's up?" And you know, it's a Budweiser commercial. And you don't even need to tag it or anything. Um, and the fact that you can even say just drinking a bud, like they were able to get away with it. I'm sure there was someone there, an executive at Budweiser. Like marketing knew, oh, we got to say bud because that's how people talk and people know what they mean. But you know, there was at least one guy in the suit be like, oh, technically we are Budweiser and we want to establish our brand as Budweiser. We don't want any other competitors to think that, you know, like core, a co- they don't want to have a core's bud. It's like, shut up. You know that happened. It might not have, but I'm projecting. Uh, it was actually so. You know who directed it. It was uh, Charles Stone III. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, you might know him from such great films as Drumline. And uh, actually, what I, I enjoy, Mr. 3000, he directed. Oh, I do like that movie. I do like that movie. That's funny. Bernie um, Mac is hysterical. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, that, honestly, it's one of those things where, like, you know it's coming, but that, that, that bunt is just. That sequence at the end is it gets you. Mm-hmm. Uh, some sports movies I can I can do without, but I, I do like that one. I uh, directed a couple episodes of Friday Night Lights too. Oh, great go. show! One of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Clear uh, eyes, and heart. right now he is uh, doing uh, Keenan. Clear eyes, full hearts. You say can't lose. You say can't. Clear eyes, full hearts. <laughs> Can't lose. Hey. <laughs> uh, and he's, a, he's a Philly boy. Wow. Central Keenan, High. Keenan, um, I heard, is, is funny. Philly. I would like to watch that, maybe. Um, but yeah, so he actually produced it as a short film, just him and his buddies um, just doing this, like this was up thing. Like, it, you know, as being stupid. It was a silly little thing that he did. And... I guess he was smart enough to get representation and basically like, oh, this is funny and silly. Let's shop it around to anyone that's looking to like brand it with their own thing. 
And in this case, Budweiser's like, all right, sure, we'll have a bunch of guys drinking Budweiser saying what's up. So it's almost like he, he like wrote a pilot for a commercial and then just shopped the idea around and whoever wants to find a way to stick their brand in it, uh, have at it. And so Budweiser did. It was a great way to go about it. It's a solid career after it. He's still working and busy and uh, it's still, you know, exists. You don't hear it as much. They, re- they came back out, uh, when was that, last year, two years ago? The whole the whole sense of this the last two years has gone into a wonky time warp kind of thing, but they did it as like a way to go check on the people you wouldn't normally like check on, like, hey, say what's up to like your great aunt who you don't look at much. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, clearly a, a legendary uh Super Bowl ad. It ripples through time and space, and you can just help me out now. It's just yeah, legendary. Please. Thank you. Jesus, great. What's up? Yeah, that's all you had to do. <laughs> Let me drowning. Just go. What's up? Oh, huh. having a oh god, we never drink Budweiser. Ugh. No. <laughs> having a Heine, watching the. <laughs> Watching cop, watching Short Circuit 2 with my dad. Yep, not the game. <laughs> now I'd be like, yo, bro, what's up? Uh, drinking a craft IPA? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, lame! Now I think Jeffrey watches the big game because his current wife is from the New England area, so she, f- because... Tom Brady won 500 fucking Super Bowls. Everyone's a football fan up there. He's like, oh, I watched the football game with that fellow that wins all the rings. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, how about that, Dad? They, they played very good. <laughs> I am myself an Eagles fan. Oh, you are, Dad. <laughs> yes, they did a lot of good uh, passing the ball back to the guy who throws the ball. That's uh, got this really quality uh, uh, of them that they have. Can we watch Short Circuit 2, Dad, and stop talking about football? Sure. <laughs> All right. Here is my, my next uh, uh, commercial. Hello, Dave. You're looking well today. Dave, do you remember the year 2000 when computers began to misbehave? I just wanted you to know, it really wasn't our fault. The human programmers never taught us to recognize the year 2000. When the new millennium arrived, we had no choice but to cause a global economic disruption. It was a bug, Dave. I feel much better admitting that now. Only Macintosh was designed to function perfectly saving billions of monetary units. You like your Macintosh better than me, don't you, Dave? Dave, can you hear me, Dave? You like (laughs) your Macintosh? That's actually me talking to all the PC users at the office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but 
Ian gets like a half a cent for every piece of private information they sell. No, no, fucking Ian. No, so the whole gimmick was uh, what the Y2K problem wasn't a problem on original. And this is before the current OS that we use. The Mac OS, I think, 8 or 9 at the time, uh, actually didn't have that bug. In fact, uh, they wouldn't, they would function perfectly until the year 29,940. Not exaggerated, Squeezer. What do you, what do you got? A cooler there? Yeah. Got some ring bologna sandwiches or something? Uh, no, just ring bologna, but <laughs> close. Okay, so this uh, man Ken Segal, and you could read his whole story on KenSegal.com. He t- he did this commercial uh, for for Apple. Uh, so Steve Jobs was like enamored by the idea of like having a commercial touting <coughs> touting this. And um, oh, I'm sure he was a fan of Hal too. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, it was funny that he writes like getting the rights to Hal was um, a little harder than you might think. Because it would require the approval from MGM, which owned the rights to the concept, and Stanley Kubrick, who owned the rights to the character he created. <coughs> he writes, MGM turned out to be a piece of cake. You want to make a how commercial? Sure, be our guest. Not quite simple, but not quite that simple, but close. Stanley Kubrick was a potential deal killer. His attorney informed mm-hmm. them that Stanley Kubrick was very difficult to get a hold of. He only checked in when he, and this is 99, pre mm-hmm. like, Cell phone proliferation death. and oh. death. Yes, he only checked in when he wanted to, and he was in London, consumed by post-production on a piece of shit movie called Eyes Wide Shut. You know, that like, killed him basically. Well, that movie was fucking garbage. <clears throat> the attorney's suggestion was that we put together our package, explain the project. He would send it to London, and if Kubrick was interested, he'd call back. Um, there was no predicting how long it would take. Could be week. Could be months. Uh, well, no. So they did it. So they they wanted him to produce the entire spot and then get approval. No, just like a, a pitch. Put a pitch. Together. Okay. Okay. So, and it's it's just a house, just a fucking bar with a red light. So sure. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. You, if you use the movie footage and just cut a new VO, you're done. Exactly. So yeah. um, they wanted to make a demo. Of the commercial scripted. And he said it was easy enough to create a slow move in on Hal's eye, but doing the voice was a serious challenge. To save time, we went with the first Hal wannabe we could find. Embarrassingly, that was him, this Ken Seagal. Um, so he writes, they need to impress Kubrick more than just a demo. So they did what any hungry and obsessed ad agency would do. We made up a story that stretched the truth a bit. We created a cover letter presenting package presenting the HAL idea as an extension of our Think Different campaign. Included was our Crazy Ones launch commercial and a collection of Think Different billboards. <clears throat> um, in a matter of days, Cooper reviewed the package and given his enthusiastic approval. Oh. Yeah. So the reconstructed HAL. Uh, Jobs was ready to go full speed ahead. As usual, he didn't direct us to do anything. Huh. He trusted us to apply our skills and only ask and only ask for help and opinion if needed. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'm more like Steve Jobs than I think. I just don't flip out like a psychopath every once in a while. Mm-hmm. No, I get You it. get it out in the show here. Yeah. Whenever yeah. that door knocks or the phone rings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... There are only two main elements in the spot, the visual and the voice. And both were absolutely critical, and they had to get it right. 
they got a voice of how they made the electronic eye they did the push on it uh tom kane did the voice he did several several characters in star wars video games including c3po Uh, so they resurrected him. Um, hmm. Hmm. So it says, hmm. in the movie, Hal's eye itself was a lens, and the most special lens at that. Had, had an ordinary lens been used, it wouldn't have been the same quality. They rented a $100,000 lens to portray the menacing presence as Kubrick had done. So that red eye was a lens squeezer. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So read more about it. KenSegal.com, the making of Apple's house spot. Uh, I remember seeing this, and this was like right before I adapted Apple computers, and I was still like, eh, I'm not so sure about this i just saw 2001 space odyssey and it's a work of art and i don't know if a computer company should be mocking it (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah think different apple squeezer your next pick oh yeah if you want to get like those reflections in yeah okay yeah yeah there was no cg it would be too expensive to cg it back yeah but to create that, that that depth that reflection and it's so perfect yeah uh, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then to not see the actual can like the rest of the setup itself. God, it's right. All those uh, uh, the the rows and rows of fluorescent lights. Like they had to build that. Yeah. And all those screens around him. Like they had yeah. to build all that shit too. And I'm I'm guessing that the camera itself was obscured by the red in the lens. Then. Or like they the did reflection. They did that polarizing effect where you could block it, like how they shoot mirrors in movies. Yeah. Lens cancellation filter. Uh, I'm sure he explains it all in this blog. It's fucking long as shit. I am clicking the link, and I will uh, forget to look at it before I close it tonight. But uh, it is here now. All right, here's your next pick. Uh, drink Pepsi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is the um, the Pepsi uh, geese uh, skydiving uh, ad. Ah. If you recall, yes. Uh, it was uh, from uh, this was ninety eight. I don't know what the hell Super Bowl that was. 
Um, uh, starring uh, Troy Hartman, a uh, world-renowned uh, sky surfer, skydiver, stuntman, X Games champion. Uh, it was your Show 97 uh, X Games. What the hell did he win? Uh, I think it was sky surfing. Um, and, like, inventor. He's, like, he was working on a jetpack, all kinds of crazy shit he would do. Uh, and they brought him in as the skydiver an actor in this Pepsi ad where he's uh, sky surfing and uh, a goose flies up alongside him and is doing tricks too. And eventually, you know, he's skydiving. So, of course, he has a can of Pepsi on his hip because why not? And he cracks that open and he pours a little back and the goose drinks it down. It's some uh, little rough CGI Pepsi, but liquids are tough. And this was 98, so it's pretty impressive. I think um, I think if a Pepsi, uh, I'm sorry, Goose drank that much Pepsi, it might have some sort of adverse effect. That just that's just me thinking. I you know what you should go to the um, the Goose Carbonated Beverage Association of America and file a complaint. I, I Squeezer, little known to you, I'm a card carrying member, so I will just at the uh, next weekly meeting I will file said complaint. Oh, good. Yes. Tell Glenn there. I'm sure the guy in charge. Glenn said Glenn. he doesn't want to fucking hear from you anymore. All right. You oh, had your God. chance. You're out. Leave Glenn the yeah. fuck alone. Fuck geese. They're assholes. They are assholes. Assholes of the bird kingdom. Um, yeah. No, no one complained about this one, actually. Although I'm, I'm sure it caused to go skydiving no or one, something. No one that you know about complains, Squeezer. I'm sure no, people no complain. One, no one does complain. About every single one of about these About anything. No one complains about anything. Except for that asshole couple at the restaurant the other night that complained that his french fries were cold. Oh, that was Despite that played out like, so fucking perfect. It couldn't have been any better. That was great. Uh, fuck it. Anywho, uh, this was... Anywho. Uh, n- Anywho, uh, number one by uh, USA Today's Ad Meter, who was the the, the big uh, winner. Uh, a lot of work went into the production of it. Um, they shot. Um, they had the geese, and the geese were like tethered to these poles, like they would fly at a certain pattern, like within the shot. And they were shooting up to the sky that the same sky that they were going to do the skydiving from. Because uh, then they would superimpose everything in uh, together. Because he's not actually skydiving alongside a goose. This isn't like a one take and we're done. Um, and then like the, the 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 goose handler would like blow a little goose horn, and the goose would like look, and then they're like, "Oh, we got our shot." Uh, but uh, uh, in uh, an interview, uh, Troy Hartman said like during one of the things when the goose was going, like he made like a goose sound. And the goose, like, just completely ignored him. But, like, the goose handler got all pissed off and gave him, like, a dirty look. Like, I don't think... It's one of those, like, do you not realize how important my job is? I am a goose handler. I handle these geese, god damn it. Oh, fuck. What was what her name with the kittens in, uh... In 30 Rock? In 30 Rock. I forgot. Oh, fuck, what was her name? This feline... This feline actor is, uh... I kind of, she had a. It's Rachel Dratz, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember. But I'm trying to think of the character. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, and then I forgot where is the number. Twenty three.
in two days he jumped 23 times uh, for that commercial. So, yeah, that's a lot of go up, come down, go up, come. That's a lot of uh, back to ones. And when your one involves you getting in a plane and (laughs) going up a couple thousand feet, um, that they had to shoot that over and over again uh, to get all the moves. And this, I'd like to think that if you had to summarize 1998 in a commercial, like you're going to put a time capsule together. You don't need to put anything else in there but this ad. It is so like quintessentially late '90s. It's got that X game vibe. It's got it's cut together, uh, like someone who is on just drank a gallon of Mountain Dew, not even Pepsi, just wired. Uh, that heavy what a sound Pepsi effects, product. and then uh, it ends with the the Pepsi logo made with geese with the Generation Next. Uh, Pepsi it is so made quintessentially from pure 1998. Geese blood. Goose blood. Uh, and it was actually directed by uh, Kinka Usher, who uh, directed the. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, highly misunderstood uh, mystery men. That movie sucked. <laughs> highly misunderstood, um, and so I guess. He he directed a whole bunch. He was a commercial director, and like Mystery Men was his big thing. Okay. And I guess throughout the process, at one point, he turned to Hank Azaria and was like, uh, "I'm done with this. I'm gonna finish this movie, and I'm gonna go back to my cool little one minute commercials." Oh yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, and because like you could tell, like he's a creative guy. He's got an eye. He's got a vision for like Mystery Men would be great at one minute. You know, um, yeah. So he he he's got that. Oh, he also did. Remember the the Super Bowl ad? He actually won an award for this one in 2011. The bridge. It was a tire one when uh, the car is driving and he locks up the brakes right before he hit runs over a beaver, and the beaver's like phew, and like walks off. And then the same guy's driving like six months later, and there's a storm, and a tree falls in front of him, and he locks up the brakes. And stops, and then it reveals that the bridge is out right after it, and the beaver is there, and like thumbs up, like he pays him in full. Mm-hmm. It was like the ad of the year back then too, but that was also his. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I, lo- I love the Pepsi Goose Spot. It's a very quintessential 1998. Uh... Yeah. All right, quintessential 1998. This is quintessential 1988. We're gonna bring on the beef, spread on the cheddar, McDonald's cheddar melt. <laughs> First, we bring on the beef, spread on the cheddar, golden sausage. Much better now. Grill up the onion, stack it on a rye bun. Cheddar melt for a limited time. So come on, all together, say. Bring on the beef, spread on the cheddar. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's cheddar melt. For a limited time. For a limited time. <laughs> McDonald's cheddar melt. The quarter pounder topped with grilled onions, teriyaki sauce, and cheddar cheese sauce on a rye bun. Introduced That's a lot of flavor. Oh, good God, man. Yes. 
introduced in 1998 and killed the same year so it was introduced obviously super bowl so the end of january 98 not mid-february which the super bowl now takes place huh? and then killed then revived in 2002 or four or something like that and uh people are still waiting for this thing to come back i don't i there's like a big i mean Szechuan sauce no one gave a fuck about until rick and morty talked about it and then they had it and they're like eh. You know, everyone's like, fine. we don't want it anymore. <laughs> Get rid of it. <clears throat> the McRib, everyone wants why it's gone. And then it comes back and everyone's like, this thing's fucking disgusting. Uh, you and I, I remember the, the the four of us sitting there at McDonald's biting into it. Because I'll admit, I never had one back Neither then. Neither did I, yeah. I was a minimalist. I didn't even need like a quarter pounder. I liked the regular, just simple McDonald's cheeseburger. I'd I get like six of them, <laughs> but. I liked the cheeseburger plain back then. Just plain, not just cheese, yeah. burger, mm-hmm. and meat. If I ate that, but normally I ate the chicken nuggets or McChicken. Yeah. I just remember biting in the McRib and the whole thing just slid, slid out the out. bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Munch ate like nine of them. <laughs> so the the cheddar melt uh, was a limited time item. Obviously debuted Super Bowl 1998. It seems like something that's delicious. Teriyaki sauce, cheddar cheese sauce, grilled onions, Rye bun? Good God, man. That's a lot of flavor. That's like an Applebee's or TJ Friday's kind of. Right. Yeah, man. They grilled the teriyaki glaze, it was. It was a, what if a quarter pounder and a patty melt had a baby? Ooh. I'd actually like to see that. But why is there teriyaki sauce on it? Uh, for that sweet umami flavor, I guess. Okay. I, 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 I want it now. I knew, I remember, I remember driving to work <clears throat> when, um, so I'd take Tillman Street into the old building squeezer. Mm-hmm. And I'd pass two McDonald's. One, I couldn't really see any signs. The other one right on 15th Street that have signs for the Cheddar Mountain. I was like, ugh. <laughs> but now, like, if that was 2004 or 2002, like, now, 20 years later, I'm like, fuck, I want this. So there's a Reddit forum looking for the cheddar melt to make a comeback. Uh, I can post to it. And there's also a Facebook page devoted to the burger's return that has a couple 200, 200 tree followers. Um, they're, uh, it, it resurfaced in Green Bay in 2014, so there's a, a couple two-tree YouTube reviews out there of it. Um, he, uh, spicy Carl said the patty was dry. The caramelized onions were tasteless and also dry. The cheddar cheese sauce reminded him of Alveda. He gave it 4.73 out of 10 stars. That's a really, uh, very specific, specific star review. Uh, and then it said, then again, he did wolf down half the sandwich before finishing his review, but that's, that doesn't necessarily mean it was good. You know, sometimes the big guys just want to eat. Hey, here's Spicy well, Carl's lovely, review. Boys, girls, and of course, the gifted animals. How are you? I'm doing well. Oh, this God, Carl. Let's get through the bullshit. Probably not going to be who's on here. There. Oh, look at that. Comes on like a wheat bun. Is he telling you to click here, click there, and make sure to subscribe? No, no, it's from 14. Hmm. He's not a wheat no, you bun. Should, you a, should all go do that. It's okay? a fucking rhyme. You could hear this okay, right, Squeezie? No, I have no idea what you're saying. No, th- this. Uh, no, I don't hear it. Oh, you don't hear it? No. 
Oh. Uh, Carl's just Carl sucks. All right. Yeah, I know. We've we've been telling you that for a while. Uh, spicy you Carl. Know. Spicy Carl has one point one three thousand. Like, like this video has got thirteen hundred fucking or thirteen. Yeah, thirteen hundred views. This guy's a fucking idiot. Wow, that's mean. Well, he thinks a rye buns. You're not. You're not talking about the Carl we know. He thinks a rye buns wheat. It's rye, sir. It's rye. God damn it! Get your breads right. God damn! Fucking double cheese, double onion, motherfucker. If it's not white bread. Yeah, people are confused. But yeah, the Cheddar Mal introduced at the Super Bowl, nineteen eighty-eight. Squeezer, here is your next pick. Those frogs saying Budweiser is not enough. This is one of the greatest beers in the world. People want to know more. Take them out, my friend, and you'll be a national hero. They'll name a swamp after you. Now, when I say take them out, I don't mean take them to the movies. You understand? What the? Whoa, whoa. I'm no electrician, but that has got to be dangerous. Oh, my. Bud? Whoa. Louie. Frankie, eventually every frog has to croak. <laughs> That's not funny. I laugh when I'm sad. <laughs> so, are you going to explain this? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um... I wasn't sure if that was the end if I had another one at the end of it because I know I was back and forth between the two because there's a lot of these. Okay, so yeah, the Budweiser frogs were a hit. Everyone loved them, and but their their shtick could only go so long um, before we needed uh, people to start talking. And so what do you do? You bring in a couple uh, the one two lizards. Couple two um, lizards. And uh, of course they have uh, like Brooklyn accents. They're like gangsters, if you will. And uh, they are jealous, or uh, uh, what the hell? Uh, Louie uh, is, is jealous. Uh, the other one, Frankie, uh, is kind of cool with them. You know, he's like, "Yeah, cool. They're doing their thing. We're fine." Um, eventually, Louie gets pissed. He has had enough of them, so he hires a ferret hitman to assassinate the frogs mm. uh, by uh, rigging the Budweiser sign to drop into the water and then. Therefore, electrocute them, and then he can take their place, um, and and his take their uh, stardom. Yeah, it, <clears throat> it went from a simple like just frog thing to we have these characters, people love them. Let's make it. It really did supersede the MCU. Uh, I think the the Budweiser frog universe really was before anything else. It started in '95. Okay. So you could argue that everything followed since is just ripping off the Budweiser frogs, the uh, chameleons, and uh, the ferret. Right, because they never uh, did this in comic books ever. No, 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 no. I mean, they did. They did in comics, but they're like, oh, we this would never translate to the big screen. And then they saw the Budweiser frog commercial, like, oh shit. What was that? Ninety five. Disney's. What's that? Ninety five. Yeah. Wrong. Kevin Smith did it first. All right, well... Clerks and Mallrats, same universe. Then Chasing Amy and Dogma. And Silent yeah, Bob Strike that, Back. But that didn't have frogs. All right, I'm just, I'm just debunking. Don't make no, me get Alex Jones no, back don't, in here. Don't, no, don't, don't go debunking things. Um, 
Uh, anyway, yeah, this is Super Bowl uh, 22. Oh, make me count. Yeah, 22 when this started happening. And then there was a lot of 15-second spots uh, mixed in where Budweiser ran. Rather than run, like, the same ad multiple times, like, they, they you'll see the same spot rerun later on in the Super Bowl. They basically ran a short storyline throughout of the assassination of the frogs. Uh, and then it went even deeper. It went beyond this. Um, like the one frog, uh, uh, I think it was wise, then developed like a nervous tick from the electrical shock. Um, they eventually recover. They start a tap dancing routine. Um, they, they become quite successful. Um, Frankie actually uh, gets a spot in the meantime uh, to fill in. Uh, leaving Louie out in the dust, despite the fact that he's the one that hatched this whole plan. And and then full-time uh, replacement, the ferret actually becomes a dancing character. Uh, it, it, I'm not going to say it got out of hand, but uh, yeah, it got a uh, little out of hand. The fact that they released a CD, uh, Frank and Louie's greatest hits, of them covering songs such as Sweet Home Alabama, My Sharona, and Rock This Town. Damn. Um... Yeah, they they released a, a CD of uh, it was a comedy CD, but still, the Budweiser lizards had a it was big, and of course you know people got all upset because like oh my god the kids and Joe Camel and the frogs and the lizards gonna make them drink beer I'm like I'd be more pissed if my kid was just drinking Budweiser, you know or I mean if I'd be pissed if my kid was drinking my beer period sure but. I'd be more pissed if they're drinking, like, you know, Budweiser. I'm like, look, if you're going to do this, like, here, find something with some taste to it. And it's going to give you a headache. Mm-hmm. And don't smoke cigarettes. They're gross. Right. Um, but, yeah, the, the whole thing, like, the Budweiser frog thing ran for, like, five years. Like, you know, the entire half, late half of the 90s was dominated by Budweiser and all their spots. And, um, I, I, don't, I don't know who... Um, directed this one. I know. I know. Gore Verbinski uh, uh, did the initial one. I'm not sure how many more he was involved in. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was. A, it was. A, it was. A, it was fun as a kid. It was just dumb and silly, but you know, you enjoyed it. it and at no point did it make me want to drink Budweiser. Just no. made me want to assassinate frogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, Squeezer, a little crazy, a little weird, but uh, we're we're on now. We're making progress. We're on to my last spot. This one is... No way. Really? This one is strange and weird and makes hmm. no sense, but I like it. Lock the car. How about a... Uh... Pepsi One! We don't do one calorie. We don't do one calorie. You'll do this. Let me help. New Pepsi One. One calorie. This tastes great. True cola taste. So this commercial featured a reservoir dog style group of white guys getting out of a car in black suits, black ties, white shirts. And the one guy, he says, lock the car. And the one guy can't get the car to lock. He's got a little dongle, and it's not mm-hmm. to locking. 
He walks, the, the leader comes up, says he wants a drink. Cuba Gooding's like, you want a Pepsi One? And he's like, I don't do one calorie. <laughs> yeah, well, neither do I. And he goes he goes to the guy trying to lock it. Let me help you with this. And he hits the wrong button of the dongle and blows up the car. And the guy goes, you know what? This is really good. And Cuba Gooding's like, taxi. And for some reason, that makes you want to drink the one calorie cola. Now, Pepsi One uh, was made after, I, th- I believe, in uh, 1998, uh, June 30th, 1998, the artificial sweetener, Asuflame Potassium, which is commonly called ACE-K, was approved for use by the FDA. Pepsi co-responded within an hour, announcing an introduction of Pepsi One that would reach shelves in October. Oh, so you know that was just sitting on the shelves ready to go. Right, yeah, in their, their labs. Uh, you'd probably drink a current version of that. Uh, and then they you know, went on to be, they started using ACE-K and Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, so they got rid of... Uh, Pepsi One, because it was just Diet Pepsi with Ace-K. But then they made Pepsi Max, which was the original Pepsi formula uh, with Ace-K and sucralose and aspartame, too. And they call it now Pepsi Zero Sugar, and that's what we were talking about earlier. Um, But which is delicious and full full of delicious, delicious caffeine. Uh, but yeah, this commercial really makes no sense. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's great. But you got a couple stars and explosions in it, so. Explosions, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to talk about it, because I was like, yeah, I like Pepsi, I like Pepsi Max, and maybe we wouldn't have got the Pepsi, Ma- well, Pepsi Zero Sugar, unless we, uh, went through Pepsi One. And Pepsi One was like, and I was like, "What the f- one calorie Pepsi?" Like, I didn't, I didn't get it back. I'm like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Yeah, you didn't even know what calories were. Like, right. And or of course, at least they didn't matter back then. And of course, Jamar Chase was named the 2021 NFL Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Year, so that's pretty cool. The Bengals. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, before we move on, uh, Rug Brothers was asking that voice is familiar. The lizard. Uh, no, it's not familiar, because I looked up, and it's like uh, Broadway actors from New York. Oh. I thought it was Brad Garrett for the longest time. It's not Brad Garrett. Brad Brothers is in the chat. Hello, thank you for the nice comment. Is it? Is it? Are there two of you, the Rug Brothers, or is it your name, Rug Brothers? Do we have a friend, Ted Brothers, <coughs> who runs the Jurassic Park compound on Instagram? He does great. Fig photography. Yes. All right, Squeezer, here's your last pick. Yes. Here we go. Sit up. Roll over. 
good boy. Okay, here's an easy one. Play dead. What the hell was that? Uh, no, it's a McDonald's commercial. For? <clears throat> uh, McDonald's. What else would they sell? It was actually just—it uh, was actually just McDonald's. It was French fries. It was nothing uh, very specific. It wasn't like a gimmick hmm. at the time. It was uh, this is the dinosaur ad. So this was '96 uh, Super Bowl Triple X, um, and uh, yeah, it, it's like a night at the museum kind of thing. A the skeleton of a T Rex uh, comes alive. It smells something, and it starts stalking around uh, the. Uh, uh, museum eventually finding a security guard which i guess security guards at museums just kind of hang around and sit out all night i guess like in a chair just i don't know but uh it uh, smells as french fries and the security guard gives the skeleton of the t-rex a french fry and then he goes full anthropomorphic dog uh and becomes like a little puppy and he starts doing tricks and Security dog, a security guard becomes friends with the T Rex skeleton, and they share their French fries. It's adorable. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. That it, nah, I don't. Like I said I saved this one for last. You know, like you always say, um, it placed fifth on USA Today's ad meter. Uh, it had some stiff competition. Uh, I don't know, cause uh. It says fifth, but this says third on the actual USA Today site. Fifth went to the Visa uh, Hakeem Olujuwon. How do you say his last name? The guy from the Rockets. Oh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Olajuwon, thank you. Yeah, he was. He had a commercial back then. And I uh, get made fun of for not knowing the Russian dude who made the fucking ballet. Huh. What? I said I get made fun oh. of. For not knowing the yeah. Russian dude who made the ballet. Yes. Wagner? No, not Wagner. Oh, uh, the... Oh, uh, the Nutcracker. Yeah. Tchaikovsky. Yeah, that dude. Yeah. Still gonna make fun of you for that. Tchaikovsky. Anywho, uh, it placed third uh, right behind uh, your previous pick. Of uh, the Deion Sanders, uh, Pepsi, Wiley Coyote uh, spot. And then number one, the big one we talked about in the previous show, was the uh, 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 Your Cheating Heart uh, one, where the uh, Coke yeah. guy takes a Pepsi out and the whole thing dumps on the floor in the security cam footage. So uh, some stiff competition that year. Uh, I, I want to say, like, late 90s or, like, Mid nineties and then through late nineties in the early two thousands, like it was. I would say that's like was like the first golden age of like Super Bowl commercials. Okay. Like they really like there there were some big ones before, but it was like there were a couple of them. This is when like every single one, like they really started pumping money into them, and they became more of events. Yeah, now it's just like they're already all on fucking YouTube, so what the fuck is yeah. the point? They don't care. Everyone's going to watch the fucking Super Bowl anyway, so if people go on and watch their ad before the fucking Super Bowl, like it's not like, oh, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl because the commercials were spoiled for me. Yeah. No. 
I mean, I'm not going to see it, so it doesn't matter. I got to work. <sighs> Do you have to work? Then I'll get home just in time for the game to start and I'll watch Paw Patrol because that's what's going to be on. So You're not going to watch? No. Oh my God! Like I can't. My, how? What? What am I gonna do? My parents Sorry, didn't even kids, like. I pay for the cable in this house. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> my parents didn't even like football, and we watched the Super Bowl. It was like a fucking event. Well, we also have like a very you know strict routine bedtime that I got to start getting them down, and that's like you know seven o'clock, seven thirty. So yeah, I'll catch a second half. All right. Well, that that was a fun walk down memory lane of Super Bowl ads. It was. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of worried because I'm like, oh, we're on number four now. We're gonna be. Oh, we're we're good, good to so go for great. at least like ten. There's man. so many. There's so great. many commercials. So many great ones. Uh, we'll be back next week with retro romance. Uh, then we. Have, uh, that's gonna. Uh, I'm gonna do there. We say that every week. Every week. Yeah, I know. No, not this one. Yeah, we're like, ah, it's our fourth one. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, but then right away, I'm, I start making a list, and I had like 20 commercials on my list. Exactly. We'll be fine this one. Trust I don't me. believe in romance, so ask Mrs. Squeezer. <laughs> I mean, ask any girl if their guy's romantic. I mean, we try. We tr- Us guys, we try. We try. We want to be. It's just, it's not a language we speak, I guess. Some of us. Well, here's the thing. Movies and TV set, um... A high Unrealistic standard. uh, standards. Well, yeah. I mean, we could try better. We could try better. We could do nah. better. Huh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, Izzy. Mm. My cat, our new kitty's name is Izzy, and when I yell, Aww. when I yell it, I call it Izzy accidentally sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it just slips. It just slips, and I love Izzy to death. But <laughs> he's a, like, he's a come young on, Izzy. That's fantastic. He tries so hard. He tries. He's trying. He's a very handsome young boy, and he's uh, he tries. <clears throat> I was watching the Olympics, and someone had a, a mic on, and it was just in a bad place. I'm like, well. I know what show as he's working on. Yeah, he's he's been gone for the last almost month now. It feels like for the Olympics and uh, not in Beijing, not in Beijing. He's up in somewhere worse, Stanford, Connecticut. Uh, sorry, Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where they're doing all the Remy uh, technology. A little inside baseball there for you. They're not in Beijing. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Ah, uh, that's it for this week's Radiers podcast. Remember to. Give us a little uh, love on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell to get notifications. Give us a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And review us. Or not review us. Rate us on Spotify. Especially when we have Dr. Malone on to say that the USS flag was not real. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Radio's Podcasts. I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. See you, everybody. <laughs>